Season two, we made it. Yes, we did it. This is a very special episode. This is the Festivus episode. This is big. Recording and airing on Festivus. On Festivus. Same day. Do you see my Festivus shirt, by the way? I didn't tell no. You. Festivus. Let the airing of the grievances begin. I've got glad. the pole. <laughs> this is great podcast material because people can't see it. I'm glad you read it. I brought out. a lot of visual stuff. Brought a lot of visual Did stuff. You see my Festivus shirt? It's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a red shirt. What a perfect day for airing of grievances. Yeah. And hopefully not feats of strength. Yes. You, felt, you tweeted the, the uh, teaser this morning for people who could have guessed. It was Beyonce holding... The Beyonce <laughs> holding a Festivus poll. If that's not clear enough, which it should be, it's yeah. Festivus and we are beyonce this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure today. our fan probably saw it and said, <laughs> and said, oh my God, does this mean Nick and Nick season two? Oh, no, and my mom's not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mine either. My mom's not... Well, my mom's not a fan. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, you? No, I had... No, no, that's first of all, yeah. I had a conversation with her. I literally asked her, like, I made a stupid mistake and asked her if she liked it. Because she operates under, you know, <laughs> I won't, you know, I won't say something bad to someone. But if you ask honestly, I'm going to be honest. But she was, she wasn't even honest. She liked me this time. I said, like, okay, honest, honestly, she hates it. But it was, she, was, she was a little less honest for her. She said, I loved it. I got to listen to you for half an hour. I said, oh, like, uh, like, did you like it just because it was me? She goes, well... <laughs> if it wasn't you, I wouldn't have listened to it. Like, all right, well, I mean, that's honest. That's the truth. You could have called me for 30 minutes instead. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was doing that, too. We could probably name every fan we have on one hand. Possibly. <laughs> I know. I had a friend who told me he listened to in the shower. I thought it was pretty funny. It was pretty just like, record where I need more to listen to on the way to work. Uh, yeah. I was. I got a, I got a Snapchat from... One of our friends who showed us a screenshot of another one of our friends who's actually subscribed to it, and that's a that's crazy. <laughs> and in between season one and two, we got, we were on uh, Google Play now, so we're on we're on the yeah. Android platform for podcasts because now they support podcasts, so that's big. Give us a big bump. <laughs> um, yeah, but a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, I have awesome. huge news, big topic. I don't know if you Go. want to talk about it. I, Nick Caesar, the friend that you know. Yeah, we still didn't, we didn't introduce ourselves. Again. Oh, well, be, I'm Nick <laughs> no, it's there. It's in the title. They know us. I mean, yeah. we're, they're familiar. They're coming back from season one. So <laughs> I'm Nick Caesar. Do you want to introduce yourself? Nick Ricardo. Yeah, okay. So I... Both named Nick. Nick, Nick Caesar. Um, the name on both Nicks in the podcast. <laughs> I'm Nick and Nick. Uh, I met James Franco this year. Yo, oh, you told... You didn't tell me about this, but you told me I you intentionally didn't it. tell you about this because I wanted to tell you all about it right here. There's a lot of shit. I took a lot of notes from this. Chris. Yeah. So, and I had to, I talked to him. I fucking talked to him. What'd you say? We'll get to it because it was good. <laughs> it was it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I didn't give him my script for 128 hours, the sequel to <laughs> 127 hours, but I should have. And oh man, there's so much. Well, stuff. I want to know what that's about. It's uh, you script. know, it's another it's another hour. He's just you know he's fine he's now. In the hospital. He's in the hospital. His arms <laughs> up. He's hanging out. You know. He's like yeah yeah. I probably shouldn't have done that. I'll leave a note next time. Yeah. That was, you know what's crazy about that movie? At the end, it's not just like, and then, you know, he, uh, and now he only hikes with people. So like, he was just like, and now he always leaves a note. I'm like, dude, it's <laughs> not enough safety for you, obviously. Like, be safer than that. You lost an arm already. Anyway, so, 
bunch of notes about this. So, all right, first, they're filming. They were filming this movie called The Pretenders that James Franco is the is the director of in downtown Troy, right where I work, a couple blocks mm-hmm. from where I work at a, at Sage College. It's a college for women, but the school has like six or seven men at the school just because for their acting program they need males to play the male parts in the play. So I'm friends with a couple of these guys already. I play poker with them on Friday nights. Um, they tell me, oh yeah, James Franco's gonna be filming The Pretenders down there because it's like a college love stop, love triangle story. It takes place in like the 70s and 80s. Um, so he so like I was like, oh that's cool. Anyway, they block up the street right near where I work. I'm like, oh I walked down there after work. I hung out. I could see them filming there's like old timey cars driving by and people in old timey clothes. I'm like, this is really cool. One of my friends walks off the set. Oh, I didn't know. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm an extra in the movie. I was like, you get to meet James Franklin? He's like, well, he's just like up there hanging out. This is not where I meet him. I'm just circling <laughs> So I was like, whoa, how do you get to be an extra? Like, because you go here, he's like, oh, you just sign up online. Well, I'm doing that today. So I went home and signed up. They're already filming. And I think like, there's no way they're ever going to call me or anything. I get an email that's like, like two weeks later that they want me to be an extra in the movie. Did you not know I was an extra yet at this point? Did I'm gonna be yeah, this? you told me that you were going, that you were signing up to be an extra, I think. No, I'm an extra in this thing. So, what? And they called me back for two more days, but I couldn't take off extra work. I'm not <laughs> even extra kidding. Work. I'm not, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so, uh, I've, so my scene, I get the email, they're filming at Sage, uh, different college, uh, Union College. So, I go there. Did first you of, dress up? Yeah, so first of all, they send me this email that's like, pack everything from the 70s and 80s, and I'm like, shit so i just pack literally everything i have into a huge ass suitcase and bags and haul it on down there <laughs> I'm, I'm the first person there because i don't want to be late i want to be in this movie i get there and they're like uh oh and there's like wardrobe everywhere so they're like yeah don't worry about any stuff you have I'm like fuck great great i brought all of it <laughs> so they put me in a wig once my costume i look yeah. absurd they put me in a wig and actually some of this is mine uh, let me get a picture. So, People on podcast are really excited. This is my ridiculous fashion. wig. Oh my god! Yeah. So I was a beatnik character, apparently. So I guess oh I'm like, it's god. like a modern burnout. Yeah. Now, before you insult any of the clothing, the jacket, the bag, and the shoes are already mine, and I wear them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so don't make fun of those parts. But the shirt, the ridiculous orange. I wish bell- people on the podcast could see it. Yeah. The orange bell bottom pants. It's almost like MacGruber, kind of. You a little bit. Look a little bit like MacGruber. You're right. The wig is very <laughs> MacGruberish. And I was there first, and they outfitted me first. So by the end of the day, I took my wig off, and all the people I met were like, "Oh, that's not your hair." I was like, "No, I don't like this ridiculous." That's amazing. Yeah. So it was wild. Um. Anyway, so here's like the whole process that I didn't know about. So. They make you pack everything, and then you get there, and no one else brought stuff, and they put you in wardrobe anyway. But not everyone. First, they take a look at you, and they treat you like you're a human piece of meat, like you're a prop, basically. Like, they line you up, you're male, and, like, the, the head wardrobe woman comes around who has, like, a thick Eastern European accent, and she was like, yes, him applesauce, him applesauce, no, him apple. Applesauce means good. That means you're going to be up close to your camera. I was the last Are one. Are just like, coding that so that you don't... So that you don't know, but I, I can figure out when, when group, you know, Cherry is in the back... That's like when you're at the dentist and he's checking all of your teeth one by one for cavities and he mm-hmm. uses all these code words. Does he? And you don't know what they mean. It'll be like left, right, 42 amalgam, B7 amalgam. And I'm like, I don't know what these words mean. Yeah, but okay. Does that I... mean cavity? And then he'll say the word decay and I'm like, oh, that means cavity. <laughs> but I don't think he's saying that to hurt your feelings. I think that's general scientific terminology, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I've informed my doctors that I'm pretty sensitive. <laughs> they use this to protect your feelings. So, yeah. So they line you up. They treat you like you're a human piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, so I'm the last one to group applesauce. And I found out that's good because, like, 
uh, one of like she walks away because she gets called away by another associate producer, and then one of the other hair and makeup women that was like, "Which group am I in?" She's like, "Oh yeah, she liked you. Your group applesauce." Like, "Oh, applesauce means good." And by the way, these hair and makeup women are the most attractive women I've met in my life. I guess because it's their job to make people look attractive. <laughs> but holy crap! I don't know if it's just because James Cameron hired himself or what. These women are amazing. <laughs> James Franco. Yeah, and they walk around and they like prep you up all day. Who did I say? James Cameron. James Cameron. I you know they're not the same person. James Cameron, James them. Franco, or. I mean, Cameron's basically the Franco of his time. <laughs> James Franco's the director now. They're the same person. <laughs> so that was that was really cool. Um, oh, then they hand me this contract to sign. This contract is absurd. And it's not an NDA, which means that an NDA, people that don't know, I have to sign up for work, too, is basically you can't tell what's going on yeah, or what you've seen. I'm surprised there was no non-disclosure. But this contract was just as hilarious where they, they mentioned that, like, they own every single right to use your likeness throughout the day, anywhere, and, and the contract literally says throughout perpetuity and throughout the universe. This is in case when we colonize Mars in, in 50 years and someone's trying to play an ep like uh, the Pretenders on some a rerun on planet Mars and I can't sue them for that. This is crazy. It was hysterical. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll sign my life away because I'm going to be in a James, Cam James Franco movie. You essentially just signed on to be an extra in War of the Worlds. Basically, they could use me. It's like... That's you know, what War of the Worlds was. It was just a movie of clips of other movies, other movies. with people that they cleared. They did a great job. And they it. just used Scientology videos that Tom Cruise appeared in. Yeah. It's like War a, you watch 30 Rock. Yeah. Do you remember Seinfeld Vision? Where they brought <laughs> Seinfeld and they clipped him into other modern shows. And they're like, I love the way they, they did it. They were like, they're like our, our studies, like <clears> our, our R&D team has found that people love Seinfeld. <laughs> And they're like, like, here's ways we could fix our current primetime programming. One, build a time machine and make it the 90s again. <laughs> or two, bring Seinfeld vision back. Yeah. They're, not to go off topic. Right, no, we were gonna, I'll, I'll spin back. Seinfeld, here. speaking of, Seinfeld appeared in the Sully trailer. I want answers on this. What? So in the Sully trailer, Tom Cruise playing Sully is running through Times Square. Uh -huh. And in the background is Seinfeld's face on a billboard like goofy Seinfeld face as an advertisement <laughs> because of when then, it took place or something when it, that was way no time. it was just like it was just like an advertisement that was running in Times Square at the time or wow so you think does that count for as syndication well no times two because what happened is that they made a second trailer for the movie uh -huh. came out and they had the same shot but this time Seinfeld's face wasn't in it but the Seinfeld really? logo was so right. I want to know why Jerry Seinfeld was cut out of Sully, the movie. He was probably too recognizable in the trailer and draws your eye away. Yeah. Because he's so he, recognizable, he right? He probably made Tom Hanks look bad. <laughs> what do you think? Someone had this thought and had to sit down and edit them out. That's wild. I can't believe it was ever a decision someone made. But I tweeted about it. It took up a lot of steam on the internet. And, like, people ran crazy with it. It got, like, three faves. So, you know. So I have two two notes on what you just said, and then I'm running back to James But, okay, one of them was... Regarding billboards and movies that are wild. So in the movie I Am Legend, which was filmed, mm -hmm. I don't know, like maybe 10 years ago or something, he's walking through Times Square, uh, and there's like, there's a billboard, a fake billboard, I think that movie was made by Warner Bros. because it's a fake billboard for uh, Batman v Superman, which wasn't even close to being recorded yet, wasn't even close to being in development, and and it's, I think it even, it nailed down like the month and the year, at least the year was going to come out, and then Batman v Superman went into development, came out in the exact year as predicted. Which I thought really? was a pretty wild coincidence. Yeah, so I wonder if that cool. was the same company behind it. Well, it's not uh, unlike the almost Back to the Future Cubs. Yes, not unlike it. Not like at all. Even though the Cubs were a year late, but yeah. year late. Um, and oh, the second thing. So regarding Sully, I saw an interview with Sully uh, with with 
Tom Hanks because of that movie. He said, because he was sitting for the Today Show or something in the morning and they were um, interviewing. He said, the current Bubba Gump's uh, shrimp restaurant in Manhattan, mm -hmm. that used to be the bank where he would cash his unemployment checks. <laughs> and now it's really? a restaurant named after his He says he wish he could go back in time and walk in there and be like, listen, this place is going to be mine one day. <laughs> so just let, give me my unemployment check. All I can hope for is that the bank where I cash my unemployment checks will be a shrimp company one day. <laughs> Not your shrimp company. No, just a shrimp company. We just like shrimp. I hear it's a cheap way to subsist on unemployment. <laughs> oh, man. It's actually not, probably. It's expensive. I was going to tell Forrest Gump's story, but I'm pretty sure I told it last season on the podcast. <laughs> I have no way of knowing, so I'm just going to let it fly if it comes All up right. again. Figure it out. So more pretenders. So anyway, so yes. you get there. Uh, I'm not a SAG member because I'm not in the Screen Actors Guild. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're not a SAG member, they just they treat you even shittier than the SAG actors. <laughs> that they yeah. treat. Um, so apparently more people are SAG actors than I thought. Like random upstate people who do local plays are SAG members. I like guess it's not that hard to get in. Um, but they're like, all right, if you're a SAG member, come on now to get the breakfast buffet. Everyone else wait. When they're done, we'll come back and get you. Totally forgot about us. We didn't have breakfast. <laughs> I'm starving. And by the way, this is like a 16-hour day. It would have been longer had they had one of the associate producers not scheduled uh, like a, a certain scene for the wrong town. I was gonna be. I got out. I got in at 8 a.m. and then I got out at like really really late. And it was gonna be several more hours late overnight. But there was a yeah the associate producer. He he scheduled something in Albany instead of at the, the college. It was why. So oh. they said. Then someone seemed pissed. Whoever who was announcing this is like, all right, so everyone gets to go home. But anyway, uh, so the SAG members got breakfast. Uh, oh, lunch was at 5 p.m. And <laughs> and by the time I, the, seg, the actors are done and, I, and the seg members are done and then I go, it was literally like some rice left and a, a thing of hot sauce. And it tasted amazing because I'm starving. <laughs> and uh, I had that rice and I don't even know if there was enough for everyone else. Some rice left should be the name of a, a biopic about extras for a lifetime. <laughs> the, the arduous life of an extra. Yeah, like some rice left. That's kind of like we're always on the fringes of, <laughs> of like, of, of Hollywood or something. Like, yeah. So, oh, can I met James Franco? Here's what, here's what this meeting was like. So, James Franco, he's walking around. Like, I get to see him when when he's on set. And let me show you some some pictures. This will be other great fodder for the podcast for people who can't see. Um, Trying to get oh while we're on set by the way this is this whoever the poor groundskeeper is they were spreading leaves all over campus all day even though it looked like someone just cleaned them up yesterday because like oh we want the place to look good for the film shoot just spreading leaves on every inch of campus so here I am filming while they're recording oh there's James Franco from far uh, for people listening at home there's James Franco yeah he can confirm and he's like wearing a black jacket and a black Yankees hat because he tries <laughs> to be inconspicuous even though everyone recognizes him from a mile away yeah. Um, I, I was, this is, oh, this is another group of, like, people wearing 70s clothes, uh, and this is, like, me filming while they're filming, like, with my camera. Now, this movie takes place in the 70s and 80s, so <laughs> when the IMDb thing comes out, and they're like, oh, at, like, 2357, there's some kid with a camera, <laughs> with a smartphone, <laughs> with a smartphone, they're gonna be like, that was me, that was me, and I didn't get caught or kicked off set doing it, but here's, like, anything that, I, I took risks this day doing stupid shit, and I was thinking, like, anything that, you know, gets me kicked off set... You get paid fifty bucks to be an extra. Like it's whatever the story is, it's worth more <laughs> than fifty, 50 bucks. bucks. It's worth more than fifty up. bucks, which I just got my check like two days ago. And this was months ago. So anyway, yeah. Is it clear? I didn't cash it yet. <laughs> we'll James see. James Franco's a shady guy. Yeah. So here's like the main principal actors, far away, far away. This one. Oh, here's James Franco uh, on the phone. I'm assuming with Seth Rogen talking about Pineapple Express <laughs> too. He's holding for people at home. James Franco. 
the behind shot of James Franco, uh-huh. and he's holding an orange bottle. Yes. I can only assume it's Fanta. That's right. There he is on the phone again. Oh, a front shot. He's doing like a smirk that's like not a smile, yeah. but your lips are tightly pressed together and upwards. Yeah. He's, he's hearing that Freaks and Geeks was canceled. <laughs> he's just <laughs> hearing this now. It's Finally. He's like, we're not, we're not doing season two. Here's when he got really close to me. And here's the thing. Here's why all these are back shots. He kept coming right up to me. And I'm not going to like pull my phone out right in yeah. his face and just like flash right in his eyeballs. Um, so... Yeah, he kept coming close. So this scene with the pillars, this was my this is my big break here. Now this scene gets cut from the movie. It would be upset. <laughs> like it's your big break, and you're uh, you're clearly behind pillars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna be like Mike Sully and uh, Mike Sullivan and or Mike Wazowski in the movie uh, Monster Zinc. Where like they keep covering his face, like oh my god, I was on TV. That's gonna be me. So this scene, this movie's a love triangle. These kids are gonna fight, and they're like uh, like this one kid runs up to the other kid, and he's like, Jim, I'm so sorry. And then like, and the guy goes, Look, leave me alone. And he headbutts him, and then one of the the makeup woman rubs blood on his face real quick, and I have to like semi react, like like one spoiler day, alert. Somebody spoiler bleeds alert. in the movie. This movie's not even out. Yeah, someone bleeds, <laughs> and like someone came up to me, to me, and like the other people who were close enough, the extras that were close enough, be like, "Listen, you guys got to react. Like, don't be like, oh my god, but sort of like look, like, hey, what's going on? You know, it's like a fight yeah. going on. But anyway, this this scene starts. So I walk like in front of one of the actors, and he walks past me. So I'm this happens like a few times in a few of the scenes, so because I was in like four or five scenes. Um, so if they cut everyone, I'm going to be disappointed. But anyway. So here's where, I get, here's where I got to talk to him. This is my big moment. James Franco, he walks up. He's standing a foot from me, like literally right next to me. And I'm standing on my mark. That's industry term. Oh, that means my spot. It means Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah, it means Mark Wahlberg, of course. Named after Mark Wahlberg. It was a good actor. He stood on the spot. So uh, I'm standing there. James Franco's right next to me. And he's like, he's ar- he's not arguing. He's like talking to some, another associate producer. And he's like, uh, he's like, look, Jim... That's, I call everyone Jim, who I don't know their name, by the way. He's like, Jim, that's not period. That's not period. And I'm looking, like, thinking, what is he talking about? And they're like, oh, he's talking about that skateboard rack. It's not from the 70s, because it's a modern skateboard rack thing. It's out of college. So I was like, don't worry. We'll put two smokers in front of it. So they put two kids, two, like, students, fake students in front of it. And they hand them these fake cigarettes that they have to hold. And by the way, these fake cigarettes, they burn out between every single scene. The guys come over and give them more of them. Um, so he's standing right next to me and he's waiting for the guy to like set up the scene, put the kids there and stuff. And I just stared him in the face. I'm thinking like, I could play this cool. Or anyone who knows me knows I wouldn't play this cool anyway. And I just want some story. So I just look at him <laughs> right in the eyes. And I, I, you know, like what is, what's, I don't know, it's Hindu religion, whatever religion, where like, people got an aura or something. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it <laughs> and I look him right in the face and I, and I don't know if he expected me to talk to him. And I said, I just gave him a thumbs up and I said, I'm your biggest fan in the world. And he, and he looked back at me and he goes, and he goes, thanks, man. And that was it. And it was awesome. But it was important because for one moment, James yes. Franco was thinking about me. And he's talking to me. For one moment. And it was awesome. It was pretty incredible. Uh, I hope somebody asks him in an interview now, do you know who your biggest fan in the world is? And yeah, be like, oh, some kid in the pretenders. I don't know his name. So, but Or was he just pretending? Yeah. So that was a cool... Um, Wow. There's there more. Was that one, yeah, there's more. There's a lot more. I don't know if you care. I want to hear about it. Yeah. You gotta let the fans out. So he comes up. So so that was neat. Um, Shamik Moore is in this movie. Shamik Moore was in Dope. He was in The Get Down, and he's the most energetic guy I've ever seen. So one of his one of his scenes, like he he plays like a real, I guess, like player on campus. Like he's taking pictures of girls all the time, like popular girls and stuff. And the cool thing is for this, like, there's a real one of the main actresses. She has to look popular, like she's having friends. So they grab two girls who are actors. They said, "Look, walk with her, talk to her," and like. So it was cool that they got pulled and actually be part of the scene. But anyway, like, he suggested, like, oh, what if I, like, I did a backflip in this scene? And I was like, 
Jesus. So he does it, and we have to do this scene like 20 times. And he keeps doing it, and I'm exhausted from standing around all day. And then by the end of the day, like, we're, we're going to, like, corral all the extras into some room to, like, sit and do nothing. Um, like, he walks in, they're all energized, and everyone's clearly dead, and he's like, why does everyone look so tired? We're making a movie. It's exciting. Like, dude, how are you even doing this right now? And I actually <laughs> talked to him. It was cool. I was like, I was like oh, I'm a fan of, of, of Dope. That's pretty cool. He's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, this is, he's pretty famous, this guy's on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. He just seemed like a cool, cool guy. There's another scene where he's like he's jogging and I have to like walk behind him with some I'm holding the bike so it's another indicator of me if he's one with a bike it might be me, um, so that was neat. I'm walking with another guy. It's funny that they bike. shot all this with like a really like shallow depth of field where everybody in the background just yeah. It. So here's the worst <laughs> part is I tell everyone I had like bright orange bell bottom pants but I heard some I heard a word like I heard someone say black and white. And I don't know if that means this movie's going to be black and white or if parts are going to be in black and white. But someone said, like, oh. something, something hard to see, something, something black and white. I was like, oh, Well, shit. it could have just been... I, James Franco is a big fan of black and white cookies. Uh-huh. So it could have just <laughs> been craft services. You're right. Exactly. him, uh, you know, black and white cookies. Yeah. It's it, a big James Franco thing. I mean, exactly. I mean, uh, Pineapple you Express. You first. The bakeries were just... Uh, <laughs> out of control? Out of control. Yeah. They kept black and white cookies on set all the time. On set is also an industry term. Is it? Named after what Seth Rogen. What does that mean? On set <laughs> Rogen. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Oh, I met this guy, Nick Costa. He was cool. You meet a lot of cool people on set, just like talking, hanging out. This guy was an Olympian. He was a, like, in judo. He was roommates with Ronda Rousey. That was pretty wild. Whoa. He was just an extra. We walked together. We walked next to each other holding bikes. We were like friends for one scene. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty neat. Um... Oh, and then they emailed me to come back to do two more days because they wanted to repeat people in the background. And I was going to be at a pizza shop, and I was pissed I couldn't come back because it's like only, you know, so much room in pizza shop would have been real close up. But couldn't take off more days where that would have been cool. And I, yeah. yeah, I had an experience as an extra in Boardwalk Empire, actually. Did you really? In which I uh, signed up to be an extra, and then I uh, <laughs> couldn't make the call date because I had oh, a class. Oh, so, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's basically. What did they film? Uh, deep experience. Um, somewhere in Manhattan, I forget where really? it was. You Does needed a lot to of that take place in Atlantic 20s. City. Yeah, they filmed it in like Brooklyn. Okay, they set up a fake boardwalk and everything like that. Very good. But this was something in Manhattan, I think. Wasn't in the movie. Nah. Wasn't. That was almost as good as my story. I think <laughs> it was. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. So does this beat? Is this the most my famous story. person I've met? I met Jaden Smith. I met Hulk Hogan. I met James Franco. Does this beat it? I am not aware that you met Hulk Hogan. Are you talking about Hulk Hogan? I don't think so. I thought I talked all about it. Was that when you worked for Gawker? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sued me. <laughs> he sued me, and it was awesome. <laughs> no, that was uh, I was in Universal Studios, and I ran into him, and it was uh, oh, in a gift shop. Yeah. And the best part was months later, I saw an episode of Hogan's, Hogan Knows Best, and he disguised himself in Universal because too many people annoyed and recognized him. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> that was me. So that was pretty cool. I, um, oh, I... There was somebody I was going to say that I met, but I have no recollection of who it was, and so I feel like maybe I just didn't meet anybody. <laughs> but important. I came into this podcast saying this is something worth talking about. Wait for seconds. Nope. 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 Oh, no. Although I will say, I went to the uh, a premiere of 50-50, or the premiere, I don't know how many they had for the movie 50-50. So Seth Rogen and... Seth Rogen and uh, Joe Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, I loved it. And at the movie... Um, uh, JGL and 
Bill Hader uh-huh. was there. They were just like in the lobby. Yeah. And I was very jealous because my friend got to pee at a urinal next to Bill Hader. Oh. Two separate urinals. Bill but, Hader, in my opinion, yeah. most underrated comedian right now. Because he's yeah. like... And he's, he said he's, he's either a really loud peer or a really quiet peer. I don't remember which, but it's one of the he two. He pees weird? Yeah, he pees, he pees on. He's pee- and I really wanted James... <laughs> Joe Gordon-Levitt... Uh, has hit record uh-huh. the website and production company and the tagline is are we recording and i once i heard that my friend peed next to bill Hader, i was like oh my god i need to be at the urinal next to joe gordon levitt uh-huh. so that in the middle of a silent pee i can just be like are we recording <laughs> but it didn't happen but then in the middle of the movie i got up because i had to pee uh-huh. and i infamously can't walk in aisles at movie I can't walk through aisles at sporting events what at movie theaters or anywhere. I can't mean? walk over people's feet. I'm not balanced oh enough. God. I freak out. I can't do it. So that's that's why I sit down in movies and I hope I don't have to pee and during the Avengers I almost wet myself. Jesus. I almost, almost pissed myself. I don't want to miss a second. Like the when they were talking about shawarma at the end of the Avengers, everybody yeah. was like, this is funny and I didn't care because I think. almost had piss running down my leg. Um, but so I got up in the middle of the theater and all of the actors and everything are like behind me so they could see me get up probably. Oh, and I just tripped over like three people next oh, to me. Was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So I stumbled out of the theater. It's like a very serious sad movie about cancer yeah, too. And I got up to over three people. <laughs> and then yeah. I, by the time I got back, they were laughing at the fact that I had to walk back into the room. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's why I haven't that's been incredible. invited to any more premieres. How'd you get invited to that one? I uh, know. It was, yeah, it was something for your college. Through, uh, there were some tickets somebody had. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Um, My dad met Sean Hannity. More famous people meeting. Really? Yeah. Where? When? So this is... Deets. See, no celebrities is, are safe on Nick Nick Five. We're in all the, dirt, <laughs> all the dirty laundry of Hollywood and, and Broadway. So... Uh, my dad is, he's an athletic director of the Copic School District, and he's the tennis chairman for, like, women's high school tennis for Suffolk County, so he always goes to the state championship, and usually it's upstate, I get to see him, but, um, anyway, Sean Hannity's daughter is supposedly really good at tennis. She was in the state championship this year. For those of you who don't know... here first. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, Sean Hannity is on Fox News, a very famous news correspondent. Um, we're not going to air politics on... I guess, We shouldn't talk about politics on the show no, because... No, but just so you know, we did put the word news in quotes there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Nick, other Nick did. Anyway, um, so, Sean Hannity... My dad says, like... He's at... The, Sean Hannity just walks in, and someone's like, oh, you know who that is? That's Sean Hannity from, from Fox News. My dad goes, oh, wow, that's really cool. And... Supposedly, like, Sean Hannity's wife was yelling at some rep or something, and so was Sean Hannity, because it's some BS call. <laughs> I'm like, just like any parent, like, it's not, like, crazy. Like, he's not, like, I guess he's not, I'm not going to say this is going to make, this makes him crazy celebrity, but, yeah, so they were just yelling at some rep, and apparently they went to, um, they went to Hibachi, they always go to Hibachi restaurant with all the girls, and they, they like, buy them Hibachi, it's like a nice thing, for all the girls who invite into the state, state championship one night. And he, he goes, hey, everyone, it's on me. And he's Which is great, because usually that's where you go after you play hibachi ball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, you got one in. You got a lot another one in this podcast. So, yeah, he buys everyone's dinner, apparently. It's supposed to be, which has never happened to anyone, because he's not usually a famous person there. It costs like $1,400. Supposedly he spent, for his his girls, like, uh, for her high school team, he bought them all another expensive dinner that costs like thousands of dollars. And, oh, so my dad goes, this is the most incredible part. He goes, hold on, i got to step away for a second. So he's standing in the corner, and he's talking on his cell phone. He's like, he's talking to someone, and my dad can hear basically every word uh, that Sean Hannity's saying. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, well, if you're free, you know, yeah, we'll schedule next Tuesday. And then, like, my dad goes at the very end, he goes, 
all right, Donald, I'll talk to you later. Like, he was talking <laughs> to Donald Trump on the phone. Oh, I thought you were going to say Donald Duck. Donald Duck. It was, no, it was, it was Trump. Let's clarify that. I was like, wow, that's pretty wild. That's cool. Yeah. That's nuts. Donald yeah. Trump is the uh, president guy now. As, as of now. Things yeah. change between our podcasting sessions. Right. But, uh... Between land podcasting now, yeah. It's, Jerry's still out on how this will affect the podcasting industry, per se. <laughs> um, it was on one, on one hand, it's a, it's a liberal industry. On the other hand, it is business. I don't know. We'll see what happens. How many people um, make money off podcasts? Because I always see the top ones like Barstool Sports. Almost now. none. Well, Barstool Sports <laughs> makes, like, they're always near the top in sports ones. They're like, they have, like, a ton of comedy ones, sports ones. Yeah. I see, like, the ones I listen to are... KFC, JJ, those people who KFC's I happen to know. KFC's the man. I actually talked back and forth with KFC on Twitter once. Oh, and, yeah, actually. And had a Twitter conversation with him about a Mets t-shirt, uh, a, a t-shirt of, like, Mr. Met hanging himself that I bought. But it was, like, <laughs> when he was toying around with the idea of it, and I was like, please come out with this. I need it yesterday. And then, like, he was asking me opinions on it, and then we finally came out that I bought the t-shirt. It was pretty great. I, um, I mean, I tweeted everybody at Barstool, uh lyrics to my harambe based we didn't start the fire parody and they did not respond so i'm a, I'm a they gave me the cold shoulder and i'm a little upset with them oh, man. it was really good all the lyrics were about harambe <laughs> every single thing was about harambe harambe being the gorilla that yeah, was trying to be shot they like yeah rest in peace r.i.p sign of the cross they like harambe there we i mean i like them they're funny i talked with a couple of the bloggers and i talked to clem from the clem report he talked about noah syndergaard's hair picture on the mets no, I guess you dressed up as Noah Syndergaard on Live with Kelly, Kevin James. Really? Yeah, and then Noah was on zero. his show uh -huh. after that, Kevin Kuwait. So there's the Kevin James reference for this episode. Nice. And let's move on. So, oh wait, no, <laughs> I, I actually want to talk about Kevin James. Kevin James, he's... We can, but I have really strong feelings. Oh, I like him too. Okay, How much so time we got? Is we have, a, this we have a minute and four seconds left. Should we save it? Should we save the Kevin James? I mean, James? we can do both. Move deep into Kevin James, the next episode. Well, tease Kevin James for the next tease episode. Tease Kevin James. We're going to it's what's all the name of his Kevin new show? James. His new show is called Kevin Kuwait. We'll get into the deets yes. of it. So I want to talk about shortly. that. And I want to talk about there was a new show with uh, Matt LeBlanc. I okay. know that you're excited for this one. I got opinions. You got opinions? I got one opinion. I talk about a funny funny tweet regarding both of those shows. Uh, and we talk about it. Ooh. Next, yeah. Okay. Both of them made me laugh. <laughs> I, as a Matt LeBlanc fan, I, I have opinions. Excellent. Um, okay, well... Let's wrap it up. You wrapped it up. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. We didn't air any grievances. Quick I, on the count of three, one thing that you're upset about. Go, one, two, three. Um, season two of, of the new Billy Eichner show uh, got a tiny bit too pretentious. But, people? But still very funny. I still enjoy it. I haven't seen it yet. I and here's, so go watch Billy on the Street. It's still going Love on. Billy He's on doing two shows at one time. Billy on the Street is hysterical. I've been watching it since the beginning. Since they were on funnyordie.com, yeah. like low-res videos, great show. Great, funny guy. I um, What's your grievance? I once had a... I almost once... Um, I don't know. <laughs> no oh, I have a real yeah, grievance. Before we wrap up, a real grievance about a show that I loved. Uh, Narcos Season 2. If you haven't seen Narcos, it's on it's on Netflix. It's a high budget Netflix show. It's awesome. It's about them trying to find Pablo Escobar. It's two. It was two seasons two seasons long. Um, it's true story. The first season it, it starts out with like him already in power, and it takes place over sixteen years, over ten episodes, and like ends within a year of his death. And the second season is just an awesome manhunt within a year of his death, mm -hmm. where everyone just comes after him. Obviously, ends with his death. Spoiler alert: Pablo Escobar dies. It's an incredible show. Like that was a great like two part miniseries, awesome. But then at the very last scene, they tease 
a third season. That they're going after the Cali Cartel because it was so popular a show. And just didn't need it. The show was done and it was awesome. And then they just season three. I'm going to be disappointed. That's how I feel about Fuller House. That show oh, was God. done before it started. <laughs> that show was described to me as I read in an uh, in a review that it was it was scripted and looks and feels like a porn minus the sex. That's what the writing <laughs> and acting feels like. I don't understand, um, well, I don't understand what that show is going for, but it's pointless to even, yeah. for me to even think about because it just is what it is. Yeah. And I'm it's, sure the fans it's, it's of that a thing show, that for some reason a lot of people watch. Fans of that show don't give a shit. They don't, they don't give a shit what we think. That's a <laughs> They listen to podcasts. They looking for critiques on Fuller House. On Fuller House. Oh, man. They don't. All right. Well, Grievance is aired. Yeah. Not so much. Uh, festival, you have a Festivus poll out in your house. Yeah, you see the picture on Facebook? I did, I did, I did. We do. We celebrate Festivus for real. Cool. Well, Bye. I'm really glad that at least Jerry Stiller is with us for another Festivus. Oh, he's the man. I saw a picture of him. We'll talk more Kevin James. we got to wrap up because we got to talk Kevin James next episode. Yes. 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 Have a good one, folks. Bye. I don't like that I said bye. It just feels weird. you got to wrap it up by now. <laughs> <laughs>